Do people question your existence since you've barely left your home since March of 2020? Or are you just really good at staying indoors and avoiding people in general? Well, you might be a cryptid. Come hang out with us. I'm your editor, Lena. That's right, it's me, Editor Lena. Now you might be thinking, well that's weird, you don't normally show up until much later in the episode. Yeah, I'm here because I have to explain uh, what's going on with the audio in this episode. So, um, long story short, I, I, I did a mistake, I did a sin, I did a bad thing. Uh, I forgot to double check my <laughs> microphone input and instead of my wonderful, delightful, professional, quality grade recording microphone, Instead, I think it actually recorded from my laptop microphone. Um, the audio was very bad. And in order to make a listenable episode, I had to take the audio from the video call that Laura and I did to record, which if you're a patron, you get to see. Um, so the audio is not the quality that it usually is. Um, you'll probably notice Laura and I talk over each other a little more than we usually do. Um, there's also uh, occasional um, kind of like, I don't even know what to call it, you know, those little like audio burp things that happen. It's it's a video call. I mean, it's 2022. You know what those sound like by now. So yeah, so I apologize. It's entirely on me. That's my bad. Um, and as a reminder, if you're someone who does any recording, uh, double check your microphone input. I have no good excuse save to say I was carried away with the Potato Day Madness. I had the Potate Madness, um, and you'll find out about Potato Day later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I apologize, and I hope that it doesn't affect your enjoyment of this episode. Honestly, Laura and I had a lot of fun recording, and I think that comes through. That's it for me, well, editor Lena me, and I'm gonna turn it on over to your regular hosts. I'm your host, Lena. And I'm your host, Laura. And this is the Cryptid Clubhouse, a friendly podcast for friends. Welcome. Come on in. Uh, today is a very special day in many parts in the world where people get really excited and they hand out candy and they hand out uh, little cards that like say things on them because today is the day that Oregon became a state. Woo! So everyone is just so excited to celebrate Oregon becoming a state. I also mm -hmm. think Arizona too. Oh really? But yeah. Cause okay. So at my work, there's this thing that has kind of like on this day and I walked mm -hmm. by it in the morning and it said, Oregon in, I'm going to say 1814, but I'm probably wrong, became a state. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I walked by and then like an hour later, I walked by again and it said on this day, Arizona became a state. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. That's a twofer. But it was like a hundred years later. Anyway. So yeah. So that's what people are, all, are really excited about today. Also, and didn't Captain John Cook get killed by the is, indigenous people? That is exactly <laughs> what I was also going to say. Happy uh, Captain Cook death day, everyone. <laughs> Yay. It's a it's it's a good day. Yeah, we all celebrate by um handing out candy and little cards. And I will say I have I don't really care that much about the, this holiday one way or the other. I know a lot of people have feelings, thoughts and feelings about this holiday. And I'm like I'm fine, it's whatever. I do miss though being kids and having those um silly little like valentines that we would mm -hmm. hand out with mm -hmm. um whatever movie was like popular at the time. Yep. And yeah. like really bad jokes. Yeah, really bad jokes. But then you would always want to be really careful that you didn't hand out anyone's 
that maybe had a little too too flirty of a message because mm-hmm. you don't want to send the wrong message to well yeah I you mean know, you don't want to be in third Josh grade and giving room. Billy the wrong yeah. idea I couldn't think of a name I blanked I almost said Bob and I was like leave Bob, Bob out of Bob this in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> also oh. for the kids at home Oregon became a state in 1859 so 18 was in there five is close you are to correct. four yeah so you said I said 14. I knew 14 was wrong. Thank you for fact checking me. Yes. The historian to me was like, you're like, there's no way you're like, there's no way that's right. That Um, is exactly what my brain was doing. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I panicked and I just threw out a date there and I don't, I settled, I settled on 1840. You know, you know, I was, I was within a century and I think that's what's what matters Mm because all historians know, as long as you got like the first two numbers, right. Who cares about the other two? (laughs) Lars suffering right okay. now yeah yeah she's suffering we should move on before she can bust um yeah. but another thing that is um controversial about mm. this holiday and i'm very very curious to hear your opinion on this topic is the subject of um candy hearts thoughts mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what do you think think about that Okay, I should explain i should explain because I, <laughs> I do know we have have listeners from from around the world so there are these candy hearts. They're pretty small. I mean, they're only maybe the size of like, I don't know, the thumbnail, something like that, which is a really <laughs> gross thing to compare food to. It's, it's fine. Keep but, going. But you know, um, and they're, they're heart shaped and they'll usually have these like dumb little pseudo romantic messages on them, you know, like, you be are mine. cute. Yeah, you are cute. Be mine, sweetheart, you know, like that kind of thing. And um, they, they taste vaguely fruit-like i guess i don't even know how to describe chalky. how they taste they're chalky um they're very chalky they're very chalky and and some people really like them and some people absolutely freaking hate them um yeah i'm curious i'm curious what you think about them more mm-hmm. as a kid i did enjoy them they weren't my first choice mm-hmm. but i think it was more so just the the novelty of it being like a fun day and, and it says stuff on it and you get to eat yeah. sugar and it's sugar and like picking out your favorite ones to actually like hand to like your bestie be like, you actually do that yeah i didn't I mean, do that we no, would just ate them for well, myself that's why i'm still like, single because i kept I mean, the candy hearts to myself nothing. see okay all my fault <laughs> yeah. yeah no uh we would have them with us in the classroom and then we would like pick out our favorite ones mm-hmm. probably not super stealthily and then we would just like place them on top of like somebody's binder uh-huh. like yeah uh-huh. and you're like oh my how did that get there <laughs> wow someone someone must like you that's giggle, so giggle. cute that's so cute um yeah. i'm okay with them i i haven't had them in a long time maybe my opinion would be different if i would have them now as an adult but to me i'm discovering lately that i have this thing with food that i think is weird that mm-hmm. I'll be like, I don't like this. It's weird. And then so I'll eat it again because I'm like, this is so weird. I have to eat it again. And so well, I'll eat it. You have to double check. Because I have to double yeah. check. And I'll be like, mm, I don't know, maybe this is good. And then I'll eat another one. And I'll be like, I don't know, this is weird. Let me try another one just to be sure. I'm like, no, nah, it's okay. Like, no, this is weird. That, that candy mm-hmm. definitely falls in that, like, it's an experience category for me. So That's a good way to put it. Man. Yeah. It's an experience. It, like, it's, it's not great, but it is an experience. Yeah, it's a little bit like Tums. Or like antacids. Uh, that's that's pretty damn close. It's actually. very much like well. So, which leads me into my next topic. <gasps> actually, very well. The history of these little candies that we know and love actually came about 
because of medicine. Um, oh, yeah, actually, believe it or not. So, and this, did they this, have cocaine in them? They actually did not. As far as I can tell, they were just like the, the ingredients that we more or less know and love. Um, and this is from uh, mental. Um, so, in 1847, when a Boston pharmacist named Oliver Chase longed for a way to get into the apothecary lozenge craze, the lozenge craze. The craze. <laughs> yeah, evidently, lozenges were quickly gaining steam as the medicine conveyance of choice. But making mm -hmm. lozenges was complicated and time-consuming. The process involved a mortar and pestle, kneading dough, rolling it out, cutting into discs. So I'm thinking these were probably more like Tums type, mm -hmm. like lozenges you think of like, uh, what do you call cough it? Like, yeah, cough drop, Ricola, that kind of thing. I'm thinking they were more like Tums back then. Anyway, so Oliver invented a machine that rolled lozenge dough and pressed wafers into perfect discs and inadvertently created America's first candy-making machine. And he eventually abandoned his pharmacy to crank out miles of what would become New England Confectionery Company. Necco. Necco, exactly. Necco wafers. Did you know this? Vaguely, Vaguely. yeah. So, you know, here's a funny story. I don't like Necco wafers. I think they're disgusting. But they taste so much like the candy conversation hurts. I don't, like I can't, it's, I it's, think they're pretty similar. It's, it's maybe it's Different just like a mental texture a little yeah. bit, but I think Necco wafers are thinner. The conversation yes. arts tend to be thicker. Anyway. So this, I thought this was interesting. Legend has it that Oliver's Necco wafers were carried by civil war soldiers. And some speculate that the tradition of sending loving greetings to the troops morphed into the conversation hearts. However, those claims are hard to verify. I actually did go on a whole rabbit hole today at work trying to find um anything to back this up and mm -hmm. there's some circumstantial evidence saying yes there was but like there's also one saying yeah maybe not anyway all that matters is that oliver built his candy empire and his brother daniel decided that he wanted a piece of the action so around this time right after the civil war um valentine's cards were gaining popularity and so daniel thought it would be possible to print sentimental messages on the candy so in 1866, he figured out a way to print words on candy with vegetable dye. And people went nuts for these little, <laughs> little, little wafers. Now they weren't heart-shaped. They were like Necco wafers. Um, right. And, and they had like witty messages on them. Now, because his candies were bigger, they had more room on them. And so they had phrases like, married in white, you have chosen right. And <laughs> my, my personal favorite, hold on. This is, and this is this, this next, these two sentences are one candy. Keep this in mind, please. How okay. long shall I have to wait? Please be considerate. <laughs> Which I just forever, imagine, forever, yeah, forever. And they took, they, um, they took off so quickly that within 40 years, they became a cliche of Valentine's day. Um, and there's actually a note from a, um, a Boston party from 1911, that it was a game that people would take, they would find sort of like their date for the evening by using the, they have now morphed into hearts, but they're still a little bigger. They would be broken in two and each young lady was given a piece and then they would hide their other piece. And then the young gentleman had to go about and try to find the other piece of the heart and then try to see like, whose, whose heart do you have? And then that cute. would be your date for the evening. And then, That's so, kind of I, and it says, Quote, the silly mottos were read with laughter as the couples chose their table. <laughs> and over the years, the conversation hearts lost their size, but gained many more phrases. Evidently, they estimate that they make nearly 100,000 pounds of the hearts each day throughout the year in preparations for Valentine's Day. Damn. 
that's a lot of candy. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was that that's was a little. Cool. Oh yeah. So yeah. So now you'll have something to think about while you sit there with the candy heart in your mouth, going, "Do I like this? Do I hate this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me try another one." While I'm doing that, I'm going to be thinking about some poor soldier on the <laughs> Battle of Gettysburg <laughs> with a conversation heart in his pocket. Yeah. Well, that says, what was it? How long must I wait? Please be considerate. <laughs> Just written on it as he's uh, there in the trenches and then it gets wet. And then, yeah. see, okay, that's my only thing where I personally don't necessarily know that this has holds water because I feel like, yeah, they're easy to transport, but they're also very easy to like, damage mess they up. would break yeah. they would get wet you know etc so how do i know what message you gave me on this candy heart it could say married in white and then there's like a blah like water got on it and it's like oh no what 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 does it mean bertha <laughs> what was bertha trying to tell me i'll never know damn it bertha. well that's the tragic mm-hmm. end of that to their romance because mm-hmm. their because their conversation heart got wet yeah so um speaking of things that you might fixate on if you were <laughs> the Battle of Gettysburg. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that was not my best uh transition. <laughs> that was a beautiful segue. And Thank I you. really hope that you keep that in. Thank you so much. I will just for you. Um, because you. it's potato, potato day. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Lena and I have decided to forego Valentine's mm-hmm. and we're just going to be potatoes together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you, you can be potatoes with us. Yeah, there was a meme that it was it said, Will you be my Valentine? that Laura sent to me, but the word Valentine mm-hmm. was crossed out and it said potato. And it was a little drawing of a cute, cute little guy holding potato. Mm-hmm. And then, so mm-hmm. now we've decided that it, we're, pota- we're we're in potatoes yep. now. So you are more than welcome is whether you are a singleton or you have a partner to come and be in potatoes with us here in the clubhouse mm-hmm. today. Yep. But yeah, so what should we, is, is there perchance anything that you would like to, uh, stop by as we take the train to fixation station that was the most tortured (laughs) sentence i think that has ever left my mouth dude (laughs) what yeah i didn't i didn't i couldn't well i i I just took laura out with my very convoluted sentence she's still lost somewhere back there one of the I was verbs trying so hard to follow that and tripped just, over one of those verbs went. one of those nouns that i threw in there uh you know you can string words together to form a sentence no i did not brian doesn't I, either i didn't evidently either that. <laughs> so it's been a while would you would you like a do-over i would love a do-over <laughs> so it's been a while since we all uh hopped the train to fixation station and I think maybe we should get really off, has. get off for a while, and uh, mosey around, see what, see what there is new at the station since we've been here. To to fixate. To on. fixate on, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how well this analogy holds because usually, like when you go to a station, it's just a transitory place. Uh-huh. But instead, this is a station where you go and you go, oh wow, I'm just gonna stay here for a while, and you do until another train comes along and takes you to another fixation station. Well, right. I mean, that yes. is how that works. Like, yeah, it they're, is. Not, they're not permanent. They might no. be a long layover. It might be Tom Hanks in that movie where he got stuck in the airport. Oh my God. That's what a was throwback. that called? I know. I'm really going back here. Terminal? Terminal. I'm pretty Which sure. It always made me think terminal. of like cancer. Yeah. It's not the really best name. Poor, poor yeah. Name. His country gets like dissolved. 
and then he can't go anywhere. It's, it's been... I never watched it. I just years remember, since I've seen that. But. I just remember shelving the DVD at my first job many times. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Would you like to, like Tom Hanks in Terminal, stop for a while at the fixation station? <laughs> well, lucky for you, <clears throat> I have been. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. It really has been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Not gonna lie, I feel like I lost that fixation for a couple months there. Like, what was my previous one? It was probably Catherine May. I was stuck on wintering for a while. Yeah, I don't I don't wanna say I've been depressed for a while, but I think I have been just, you know, as we all are, it's, going through it. It's it's been I, I feel like we've been saying this now for two years, but like mm-hmm. it it has been a time a, a time. We've all been going through it. But we've yeah. all been exceptionally going through it this past month plus yeah. two months. Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. November on, like it just was hard to stay focused on anything. Mm-hmm. Not by choice. I just couldn't help it. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's hard. I feel like sometimes with like fixations, sometimes they're really good and they can help you get out of that kind of space. And then other times they're just not doing it. And you can't mm-hmm. focus on the things that in the past, you know, you had been able to that brought you joy and whatnot. So yes, yeah. it's always nice when they come back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So my latest fixation station, I think it really, I mean, it really took off in early January. I think it's been kind of a slow burn for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you will recall multiple episodes where I talked about uh, my growing addiction to like nature memoirs and I talked uh, a fair amount about the way that I was building ritual around being outside and working in my garden and like sitting out on my deck in the evenings last summer and uh, I mean I feel like there were periods of times where that kind of hit a fixation station peak and then would kind of like you know turned into something else for a little while or I just didn't feel like focused on anything but 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 kind of a culmination of many things mm-hmm. um I had a much needed surgery last fall that I'm doing pretty well you know in my recovery my body's doing a lot better I'm a lot stronger I'm a lot healthier um also just life situations have changed my kids are getting a little bit older so it's a little bit more manageable to do just stuff in general mm-hmm. <laughs> all we're the not things like, not just the you things yeah exactly like we're not we're not you know home free yet but there's like little bits of time now that I can kind of scrape up mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> I don't know um, but little little length of time that you can take and make exactly. into a bigger dust bunny of you you time so yeah health a little bit more time finances being like a little bit more settled than they have the last couple of years. Um, I am completely obsessed with the fact that I am getting a big girl garden this year. <laughs> <laughs> giggle, giggle. Yes. Uh, yeah. So backstory, I've actually been a container gardener for about a decade. Um, I should try to dig up some old photos. This I started uh, when we lived in a small townhouse and we had a very small deck off the second floor. Very small. And I turned that into a fucking jungle. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I'll have to see if I can find pictures. This is going back mm-hmm. a ways. This is like 10 years ago. 
but um yeah just using like small pots and dave helped me build like very mini raised beds out of wood um that kind of got me started in the gardening game and i really loved it and i've always continued like some years i haven't been able to do much especially as like my health was deteriorating and i just literally didn't have the strength to do things um so some years were very lackluster but this year i'm actually for the first year going to move out of containers and we're building a legit garden oh my goodness a like, big I'm girl like, garden i yeah like mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be great you're graduating I am graduating and I Yay. am so like I cannot even put into words <laughs> how excited I am and I feel like I feel like probably the only people that are going to really understand this are people that do garden because they're gonna <laughs> they're just gonna like lose their minds and be like yes go you um but yeah so what I think would just naturally for like a normal person be exciting Brian <laughs> O'Brien. Oh, sweet he, Brian. He has taken it to a whole other level. Uh -huh. You know, like every spare second is spent researching, reading books, scouring seed catalogs, mm -hmm. making and remaking and remaking plans. Mm -hmm. He's just rolling around in the dirt up in there, just 24-7. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Like so many YouTube videos have been watched, like at every, you know, it's like lunch mm -hmm. break, I cram in a video. I say I'm going to bed. And then as I'm going to bed, I think of a gardening related question. So I just mm -hmm. go to Google that one question mm -hmm. real quick before I go to bed. And then before I know it, two hours have passed and I have just binged like three videos <laughs> and like five articles. Now I don't, we never said that fixation station was a healthy thing necessarily. <laughs> we just are sharing the way that our Brian's work. Yes. Uh, because it does delight us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes Brian does really get, you know, legit fixated on stuff. I'm not going to say I'm shirking responsibilities. <laughs> But I'm not not saying that. You're towing the line. You're pulling right up next to it and going, maybe, maybe not. But I, but I am really excited about the plants that I'm going to grow. So yes, tell us, tell us what, like, what kind of plants, like, so for those who haven't been hearing little bits and pieces of your gardening plans over the years, what do you see this be? A vegetable garden, flower garden, a little bit of column A, a little B. So a mixture, uh, previously due to just lack of space i've always chosen just like a couple vegetables like whatever i really felt like we could utilize the most and then maybe a couple flowers nearby to help pull in the pollinators and that was the extent of it this i mean we're still we're still ironing out the details and trying to like figure out the best way to make our money work in the situation also like with all the shortages and stuff like materials are just really expensive right now so we're we're trying to not shortchange ourselves in what we want to accomplish with the garden but also you know what i mean is realistic yeah. and manageable considering this exactly exactly mm -hmm. and, um, and there's always room to dare i say grow yes i already have future seasons planned out because brain is that yes. busy like i already know like hey, this is what we're doing this year this is what we're doing next year this is what we're doing the year after that i was gonna ask how far out have you like sketched um at least five to ten years but you know, <laughs> you know just the 
normal it's amount. Fine. It is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So not completely nailed down is what I'm trying to say, mm. but this is enough space that we will still be predominantly doing vegetable gardening. Uh, but I will also have the space to finally put in things like a butterfly garden. And um, we are going to be expanding a little bit into fruits. Unfortunately, the way that our yard, we don't have a massive yard. Like it's, it's not a bad size, but considering we have a dog and two kids and you know it's just we live in the suburbs so it's not like I can't put in like all of the fruit that Mm -hmm. we would prefer but uh, I think there are little things that we can manage to do so I think this year we're going to start off with strawberry patch and yeah I'm really excited about Mm -hmm. that and then uh, Dave has requested a fig tree oh so yeah I already I already bought the tree we don't have it yet we're waiting for her i don't know oh. what he has gendered the tree oh but i do know that its name is figgy oh so <laughs> i'll probably be talking about figgy figgy yes. is going to be like a member of the family i was gonna say we look we look forward to having figgy join us in the pot in the in the clubhouse yeah someday soon hopefully hopefully congratulations yeah. on your Thank expanding you. family oh it's gonna expand <laughs> a lot actually um <sighs> but yeah so that's that's my fixation station. I mean, I literally could start talking and then just never shut this up. Could this could be a garden. Be, this could be a gardening podcast. This would easily become a three-hour episode of me just like <laughs> rambling on and on about all the things that I'm thinking about and have learned about and and planning. And this shit makes me so fucking happy. Like Laura so has happy. The most, like I don't even know what to call it. Dreamy look on her face right now <laughs> for those it, of you who are yeah. patrons and can't get can't watch the video yeah Lara's just like clearly on cloud nine right now mm-hmm. thinking about figgy and this garden yes yes and that's why we love fixation station <laughs> I, I would say I I am not a big outdoor plant person but I could listen to you talk about <laughs> your outdoor plants because it clearly just brings you so much joy and mm-hmm. That's why I like the clubhouse so much. We can all yeah and share the things that bring us bring us joy. Yeah, and, maybe, and it's maybe, fun yeah. to just sit in the presence of someone else, like totally vibing to yes. whatever the thing is. Yes, and you're like I, <laughs> have like, no I know idea what you're talking. I know about, nothing but about yes, that. But, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. Well, uh, for me, uh, let's see. Over, I guess, back in December. Um, my youngest brother, uh, got me into this, uh, web. I don't know. It's not really a game. I don't really know what to call it. It's called flight rising. And it is, um, this game it's basically Neopets, (laughs) but with dragons. Um, and so basically what you do is you collect dragons and then you like, you breed them and you try to get like cool looking colors and there's all these different dragon types and um you you want to feed them every day and if you really want to you can like there's like there's a whole one of the things i really like about the the i'll just keep calling it again, um is that there is lore for the game so like if you really want to you can kind of get into like the world of the dragons and what the dragons are doing and what each of like the clans what all what they think about stuff or you can just be like hey pretty dragons make <laughs> make brian happy right. um let me yes let yeah let me collect them um let me hold you into yes let me just like look at you i'll just like pull them up and be like yeah 
Yeah, this is my collection of dragons. If you are like me and you're someone who your neurodivergence uh, tends towards collecting slash hoarding, uh, I mm-hmm. highly, I highly, I don't know what you. I have no idea. I highly, highly, highly recommend Flight Rising. And I will another thing too that I really like it about it is that the community in it is really, really nice. People are really sweet. Um, so much so that my youngest brother and I, over the weekend, we started our own hatchery. So we are now breeding our dragons, and most of them are for free. But we do have ones that people can buy that are more like you know special colors and With patterns. Real money? Well, game money, but it is technically okay. money that because it's like most browser-based things. There's the game currency, and then there's the premium game currency. Uh-huh. Um, so we get paid in the in the premium game currency for these dragons, so that we can then buy more dragons. Mm-hmm. And then buy, you can also too, you can also too dress them up if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I don't want to dress up. So I'm dinosaur. No, they actually just, there is now, they just released a new sort of like mini game in it. That is archaeology. And you're (gasps) like, yeah. And you're like digging up dinosaur. Uh, each of the dinosaurs you can have, they're called familiars. They're basically pets for the dinosaurs and they just like hang out with them. They don't do anything to sit there and look cute. Um, uh-huh. But they have dinosaur ones and then they have like armor that can make your dragon look more like a dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty. Like it. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So I like to dress up my little dinosaur. Yeah. It's it's a whole. Yeah. You know, you got me doing it too. And my little mm-hmm. dinosaur dragons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I highly. I highly recommend it. It's called Flight Rising. If it's something that you're, if it sounds you're like, yeah, that sounds cool, Lena. I want to check this out. Hit me up on the social medias and I'll uh, give you my username and be friends. And maybe I'll give you some dragons. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Have like a line of cryptic clubhouse dragons. I really should though. I mean, why mm. not? That's, that's free marketing. <laughs> it, it really is. It really, really <laughs> is though. Have a partnership with the hatchery that like, you know, my brother and I run now. But yeah, no, it's great. I love the community. And it's just, you know, those of us who like to collect things, you get you you get that little like little serotonin mm-hmm. you're collecting your skin. I just got a little, another little dragon and I put it on mm-hmm. my shelf and I'm like that dragon. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are worse. Things. Like there really are. Though. This is this is virtual collecting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a way it's an account. That's right. And you don't have to spend real money. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a win. I, I it's don't a see win, the problem. Win. It's a win-win. Yeah. So check out Flight As Rising. To my <laughs> that costs real can, money. Can yeah. really add up quick if you're not. Yeah. And you don't even crafty. have any dragon yet. I mean, maybe I can plant something that will draw them in. Maybe they are a type of pollinator. That you know, I, I will report back. Yeah. Hopefully that. they're small because hopefully their pollinating doesn't include them like knocking over the plants into each other. True. Yeah. True. True. Yes. Very true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So check out Flight Rising. And gardens. And gardens. Yes. You could even, because it is like a mobile game, you can do it on your phone. They don't have an app or anything, but you know, you can do it on your browser. So you could be outside in the garden with your dragon at the same Beautiful. time. Two fur. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Perfect. We have solved all of the world's problems <laughs> in one evening. In one <laughs> Yay. <laughs> It's me. I'm back with a couple of messages. If you'd like to help us make the show, we have a Patreon with levels as low as $1 a month that gets you access to exclusive rewards, uh, like the video that I took the audio from in order to make this episode. 
If you're not already, you can come hang out with us on social media at TalkingFishCast. And speaking of hanging out, our next Clubhouse meeting will be on the 3rd of March. So I hope you come by and hang out with us then. All right, that's enough for me. Let's head on back to the Clubhouse. So, um... I'm not sure if it was our last episode. It might have been the episode before I premiered a game. We'll just call it real or fake for now, where previously I had come up with uh, sci-fi. We talked about sci-fi movies and I had um, done, there was three movies. Two of them were real. One of them was fake. And Lar had to guess which one was fake. And I was thinking, well, it's Valentine's Day. What is more... (laughs) Valentine's Day E then Hallmark movies. Oh. <laughs> so I will say most of these are not, um, I don't think any of them actually are Valentine's Day themed. It was very, very hard to not just find Christmas ones. Yeah. I mean, that is it, the I the I had to do quite a lot of um research for this, but I think it was worth it. I enjoyed this is <laughs> this is a mini fixation station for me. I don't care if yep. no one else enjoys this. Right. You already I won. do. <laughs> I already won this game in my heart. Um, so yeah, I feel like we should explain what Hallmark movies are for our international audience. Jeez. <laughs> um, just imagine the most like they're basically the sci-fi movies but of like the romance genre yeah yeah i would say um the sci-fi channel movies um they tend to be uninspired plot acted shot costume um they tend to be pretty paint by numbers um but you know they they give the audience what they want and it's just a very specific they're like donuts i think as far as as tv movies go you know, you know what you're yeah, getting. There's, there's a definite formula. You just yeah. kind of tweak it a tiny bit. You know, it's two, two people that have like really different jobs. So mm-hmm. like a lumberjack and a barista, a, I don't know, that could both be pretty hipster. Um, oh, I, no, no. It had, there had, there's a lot of the times there's a businesswoman who right. takes her real estate agent more seriously than love. Mm-hmm. And uh, she must learn a man must teach her the power of love and then they go I mean on. sometimes to be fair it is reversed sometimes you know, it is and the it business might be. man who is all business that's right meets the cupcake designer yes and yeah. she has to show him that there is more to life by saving their town than money from the cupcake conglomerate that wants to come and put her out of business he probably works for the club cupcake conglomerate that's exactly. trying to put her star out of it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. But yeah, so um, yeah, I think that's that's a good that's a good explanation. So I'm just gonna get get right into this. So um, this is real or fake um Hallmark movie, and um, this particular I I ended up grouping them sort of by theme. So I thought it might be cute for you to also have to try to guess what the theme is. Mm-hmm. And so and again to uh to to be clear. Two are real. One is fake. You have to guess the fake one. All right. I have to guess the fake one. You have to guess the fake one. Okay. Although, you know, if you want to guess which ones are real, you can do that too. There's just two. All right. Okay. Cooking with love. 
optimistic and cheerful TV producer Kelly doesn't have time for love. Bad boy celebrity chef Steven doesn't have time for anything besides cooking. Fun with a side of love ensues as Kelly and Steven are paired on a children's cooking show. Okay, so that's cooking with love. Two, a dash of love. When Nikki, an aspiring chef, lands an assistant job at her idol's restaurant, she's convinced her big break is just around the corner. After a rocky start, she befriends the handsome executive chef and they begin bonding in the kitchen. But her joy is short-lived when she discovers her idol has been stealing her recipes and he fires them both to protect his secret. Together, they set out to create their own pop-up restaurant and discover the most important ingredient is love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The third one for this lineup is the secret ingredient is love is the title when amy's grandmother dies she's disappointed to discover that all she has inherited is her grandmother's family cookbook the problem is amy hates cooking and no matter how hard she tries the recipes are a failure but her cute next door neighbor brad is eager to help her learn and together they work through the recipes in the book and discover that the secret ingredient to a successful recipe is love is love is love Yes. Would you like to take a stab at what the theme of these are? I'm going to guess something cooking. Yeah. Food. It's cooking. Culinary yeah, love. Culinary. So I will say this is by no means the extent of the cooking themed ones. There are at least three oh. or four more. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Two are real. One is Two are fake. real. One. It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. This is really hard. I feel like I could have seen the blurb on TV Guide for any one of these. I could have watched this movie five times with slightly different, equally blandly attractive brunettes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you like for me to knock out one mm -hmm. of them for you? Sure. Okay. So cooking with love is real. And another thing that I had a lot of fun doing today was reading the reviews for these. And um, the movie scene, um, quote, praises the Hallmark Channel for Cooking with Love, saying that they know exactly what their movies are about and they know what their audience is like, which I feel like is, that's praise. I was like, that's a backhanded compliment if I ever mm. heard one. Yeah, so um, Cooking with Love, which was the one about the TV producer, is in fact a real show. Okay. With our bad boy celebrity chefs and that they bond on a children's show. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say the cookbook one is fake because or just the intuition is guiding you yeah yeah sure we'll go with that uh no you are correct the secret ingredient okay. is love is in fact fake yeah although i mean it could have it could have been. been it could have been yeah yeah okay this is the like um what was it the that that dinosaur one okay um of just kind of like okay mm. all right so our next our next selection is um well, you'll tell me what the next selection is. The first one we have is Chasing Leprechauns. In an unusual assignment, American Michael finds himself in Ireland, going head to head with the spirited local leprechaun expert and pub owner, Sarah, to deem a local patch of land leprechaun, leprechaun free so that his company can continue with development of a smelting plant outside of Sarah's village. His plans are further complicated when he finds himself falling in love with both Ireland and Sarah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first one that okay. was um, chasing leprechauns. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one is fall in 
love, but in is spelled with two N's. That's okay. very, it's very important. Okay. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. If you probably know where this one's going already, but I'll go ahead and lay it on a you. cruise ship. <laughs> Thomas, a widowed novelist with a precocious 10 year old daughter is having a terrible case of writer's block and decides to spend Thanksgiving back in his parents' small town and help out at their inn. But But the inn has been doing poorly in recent years and is set to close, which would put its attractive single mother receptionist Chelsea out of a job. Can Mm -hmm. Chelsea and Thomas save the inn and their hope of another chance at romance? That was fall in love. Okay. All right. Third third and final one for this grouping. Okay. Okay. When sparks fly. Big city journalist Amy is sent back to her small hometown to write an article about her parents' firework business, but her assignment is complicated when she's enlisted to plan her best friend's 4th of July wedding to Amy's ex-boyfriend, Hank. With pressures from both her work and the wedding mounting, it seems like sparks have been reignited between Amy and Hank. Will their old flame be rekindled? All right, so that was number three. Any guesses to like what the sort of general theme of the three of them is? This one's this one's slightly more tenuous than the other ones. Yeah, the theme the theme isn't overt to me. It was random holidays. There's St. Okay. Patrick's yeah, Day, St. Patty's Day, Fourth yeah. of July, and then Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. holidays. I mean, it's Hallmark. You gotta mm-hmm. sell those those cards somehow. Which is the okay? Would, okay, I'm mm-hmm. sidebar here, not to distract you. One thing I think is really funny about Hallmark movies is that often the theme of the holiday ones is that. It's not about material possession. It's about the people around you. This is from a company that is based it on literally commercializing yeah. random days of the year. Yeah. Same and thing. making holidays so they can sell cards. Anyway, it's actually subliminal messaging. So that when you like talk yourself into like, well, I'm not being materialistic. I just want to get a card for someone that I really care about. Mm-hmm. Only homework. Just like uh, Thomas and Chelsea did in Fall in Love. Maybe. If they're right. real. So we have chasing leprechauns, mm-hmm. fall in love, and when sparks fly, 4th of July themed wedding one. Because evidently that's a thing. Would you like me to knock one out for you? Well, I'm just, I'm I'm thinking, you know, because sometimes I can kind of figure it out by like clues of just like what sounds like you <laughs> specifically. Uh-huh. But I'm having a hard time with this because yes. like, okay, like the St. Paddy's one, Irish heritage uh-huh, uh-huh. but then also in you're really pushing that i know that it's an in is that a clever clever thing that you did that you're really proud of <laughs> um also fourth of july basically your birthday basically my birthday <sighs> i don't know man i don't know <laughs> okay give me give me a hint okay i'll knock one out for you okay. um when sparks fly is real and fun fact megan markle plays the main character well, <laughs> was that the I'm, one you were going to say was I'm, fake? No, actually. No, that was the most plausible sounding one. I figured it was because it just seemed just weird enough. And I'm not going to go check that out later. Just like, I'll be fine. Megan Markle. I'll say the reviews on it are all over the place. I think As they usually are. Yeah, I think a lot will also do. I think a lot of the reviews, the before Meghan Markle was before Meghan Markle. People were mm-hmm. just kind of like, well, this sucks. And then mm-hmm. now that Meghan Markle is Meghan Markle, people are like, actually, it's not bad. It's like, is it though? Or is it just because she's the Duchess of Sussex now? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that the fake one is the inn. You would be correct. 
yeah, I was very proud of the end part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was really, that's really my only reason uh, why I'm picking that one as the fake I also one. feel like the Chasing Leprechauns one sounds too fake to be fake. Correct. Like if you had, if you had asked me this, I would have been like chasing leprechauns. There's no fucking way that's real. I would like to share. I was having a hard time finding, um, like professional reviews of chasing leprechauns, but, um, (laughs) Magda on letterbox wrote, there are zero leprechauns in this film. One and a half, one and a half stars. And so I just have, (laughs) so my question for Magda is, are you giving the film one and a half stars based on the fact that there are no leprechauns and that you feel lied to, that you knew had wanted there to be leprechauns? Had there been leprechauns, you would have given it a higher rating? Or are right. you saying, good news, guys, zero leprechauns in this film? It's, it still sucks, though. It's still, it's still one and a half stars. The half star is for the fact that there are no leprechauns in the film. Right, right. I just I have mean, a lot be. of questions. Evidently, it's also filled with like gross stereotypes of the Irish. So that's naturally, of course, because how Mm -hmm. else would you know they're in Ireland? Well, right. Mm -hmm. Uh. Yeah. All right. So the final, the final grouping. Yes. Yes. All right. The first film is a very merry mix up. A woman goes to spend Christmas with her fiance's family, but ends up at the wrong house. However, she instantly bonds with the couple who live there and becomes attracted to their son. When the mistake comes to light, she wonders whether she might be happier with her newfound friends than her partner and his relatives. I'm sorry. When her mistake comes to light. Okay. She walked into the wrong house and said, hi. Um, Wait, and then like she didn't know it was a mistake. Like it took her time, and after she falls in love, she then decides like, oh wait, wait a second, yeah, is this not my fiance? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a real, maybe it's not a real movie. All right, number two, or them thinking that this is all perfectly normal until it comes to light that it's a mistake. I have a lot. I have so many questions. I have so many (laughs) questions. Um, a boyfriend for Christmas. When she was 13, Holly told a shopping mall Santa that she wanted a boyfriend for Christmas. 20-some years later, Holly is a romantic skeptic who is focused on her career. On Christmas Day, she is surprised to find a man on her doorstep with a note that says, as promised, one boyfriend for Christmas, and introduces himself as Douglas Furwood. Although she thinks it's a gag gift from a friend, she's eager to get her nagging family off her back and plays along. But soon real feelings begin to develop between the two. And then the next one is uh, a sale for the holidays. Ever since her fiance dumped her on Christmas Eve, Hannah hates the holidays. The problem is she's a manager of a historic toy store. When the owner sends his son Josh to get the store set up for Christmas, they immediately clash. Things are further complicated when a heartless developer wants to demolish the store to build luxury apartments. Can the two work together to save the store and restore Hannah's holiday spirit? Is the boyfriend for Christmas a real one? Yeah. Because I feel like I saw commercials. <laughs> you saw commercials for that? Yes, you are correct. Um, boyfriend for Christmas is a real movie, which the New York Times reviewed and said oh, wow. it was, it was, quote, bland but harmless Mm. is is there ever a time that one can be bland but harmful i mean probably some probably chasing leprechauns or whatever that one was called bland and harmful yes yes all right so we have uh 
uh whoops sale for christmas which is the um the toy store one or uh a very merry mix-up is the one where she walks in some rando's house is the toy store one fake okay because <laughs> I, I forgot feel to, like... i forgot to give it a title and mm-hmm. I blanked at the last second because I was trying to like come up with some s- cheesy title and I couldn't uh-huh. that hadn't already been a title. There's guys, I mean, there are so many holiday Hallmark movies. If you can think of some sort of like pun on Christmas and love and snow, it's a holiday. It's it's a Hallmark title. It's very hard. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. So a very merry mix up. Evidently what happens is she goes to the the airport and she's supposed to be picked up by her fiance's brother. And so I guess she sees this guy and is like, oh, that must be my fiance's brother. And so she goes with him. And I, who does he think he's picking up? I See, that's my question, too. So presumably there's someone else who he was supposed to pick up, who is now stranded at the time supposed to pick up Tom Hanks. At the airport. <sighs> this explains everything. Yeah. And and so, yeah. So presumably there's some other woman who's just stuck at the air. You think they w- she would have called and been like, hey, yeah. where yeah. are you? And then he would have been like, what do you mean? I picked you up. And then she would, no, it's not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the movie buff called it, quote, overly cheesy and ripe with deplorable acting and writing, even by Hallmark standards. Wow. Well done. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Now we keep saying Hallmark, which yes, Hallmark is a company that produced disease. Yes. And also it is a genre because yes. and also Amazon a store. Prime does their own. Amazon Prime does their own version of these movies. Netflix does their own version. Like mm-hmm. everybody's jumping on that bandwagon yes. the yes. last few years. These sort of like cheesy low budget made for tv formulaic very formulaic plot. yeah blandly attractive brunettes and sweaters that's the thing there's the always guy, sweaters yeah there's always sweaters the guy is always like a brunette and with like just that like one day beard situ mm. going like yeah a little beard but not too a little much beard, beard but not too much just just sort of like blandly cishet attractive guy thing going on yeah but harmless but bland but harmless <laughs> yeah it's that exact that's yeah. what we should start calling those guys now the ones that are on the covers of hallmark movies bland <laughs> but harmless <laughs> what's he like he's like yep. oh you know he's bland but harmless i mean i mean <laughs> what more could you wrong, ask for i guess yeah 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 so yeah so hopefully that was um enjoyable for people to listen to and for you to try to figure out as it was for me to write it i was giggling manically to myself the entire time it was very hard because (laughs) there's just and then the other thing too is i would not actually be surprised if these plots that i came up with are actually very very similar to an actual hallmark movie uh yeah i'm yeah i feel like that yes there are so many of them i don't know how they even have new ideas to I don't think they do, though. Well, I mean, you just like slightly smush it and sprinkle oh. some. Oh, my God. They probably have and... some like pandemic. Pa- I'm just trying to think of a pun. I'm not good at puns. I was trying to think of a punny title on like the pandemic and love. Love unmasked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to mind first. <sighs> yeah. Love on lockdown. There's probably mm. one about. Oh, like... that is a book. There's a book. Called oh, that. is it? Yeah. I was say, there's probably one where it's like, you know, a couple, they're like on a date and it's probably like going like not super great. 
And, but then Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they get like stuck in their house and then they like Mm -hmm. fall in love Mm -hmm. as they're trapped together for two years. That's not stuck home for me. No, not at all. Yeah. But on that note, so yeah. So hopefully it's cute. Thank you. Yeah. You're very, (laughs) you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Yeah. What do you, what, I mean, what, what movie would you like holiday? Would you do next? We did like sci-fi with a holiday in and of itself. Yes. Correct. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, listener. Oh, I also have to um, give credit to this idea for um, friend of the show to friend of the show, Justin. Thanks, Justin. This gave, you gave me the idea to do this. Um, yeah. If you can think of another like genre of these formulaic movies, Disney Channel, actually, though, Actually, though, there we go. There's, I should do one. There's of these a lot on of them. Channel. I will just keep that in my back pocket and then just like th- pulling it out mm-hmm. and frighten everyone. Yes. Yes. You oh, startled no. me. Oh, no. You startled <laughs> me with this segment. Just pull I segment. didn't see it coming. Just pull the segment that takes great preparation out of my pocket. Yes. 30 second notice. Well, everyone, that's going to do it for uh, today in the clubhouse. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you enjoyed being potatoes with us on this yeah. potato day. Thank you for potatoing with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for potatoing with me. And thank you, listeners, for potatoing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Is this our stupidest Hi. ending yet? Yes. We're keeping it. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura is now collapsed on the floor <laughs> from laughing. So I that just leaves me to say, remember that Mothman thinks you're special and he loves you very much. Lars still laughing. <laughs> I.